Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. How can the Big 12 make the most out of its prestigious basketball reputation and quality? We'll talk about that on today's show. Also, a look ahead at this weekend in Big 12 hoops. That's all coming up on today's Big 12 Watch. I am your host, Josh Neighbors, here on Crystal Ball College Football. We are part of the 365 Sports Network. You all can find us wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube as well. Find us on uh, X slash Twitter at NWPod365. I'm at, jo- I'm at Josh Neighbors underscore. That's where you all will find my Big 12 best bets coming up on Saturday morning. We are 8, 4, and 2 so far this year against the spread. So you all should follow there uh, once again at NWPod365. If you find us on a podcast platform, please leave five stars. That helps a lot. If you all find us on YouTube, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. We're on the way right now to 13,000 subscribers. So every single subscription helps us get there. And we appreciate when you all do that. Also, uh, leave your comments because we are going to be doing a midweek mailbag. They can be basketball related. They can be football related. They can be anything. So questions, comments, all that stuff. Just put like mailbag next to it. Uh, or just you know write the question that'll be great and we'll start answering those either Tuesday or Wednesday throughout now what is the football offseason obviously midseason for basketball but would love to have that input from all of you out there so just leave those and I will get to them uh, as we go along through midweek mailbag yeah so I was thinking about how you know this weekend we're going to see some obviously some college football uh, and it's going to it's going to do big number or college football pro football. Uh, the NFL is going to do big numbers, particularly the Chiefs game against the Bills is going to do a big number. Uh, I think about college football does big numbers during the season. Right. And obviously, college basketball is a pretty popular sport as well. Not as popular as football. And so we've been talking about this TV space and, you know, what is the, what are the ways in which the Big 12 can gain a competitive advantage, a television, television advantage, entertainment advantage, a strategic advantage? Just in general, and I think the one thing that Brett Yormark likes, uh, the one thing that we all like as fans is we know this is you know the best basketball conference in the country, right? Even with the departure of Oklahoma and Texas, when you come in, they're two good programs. Uh, if you add in Houston, which you've already done, Cincinnati, BYU look pretty good as well. Uh, give them credit. And UCF, they've got two big wins so far this season. Uh, if you add, you know, the, the big one though, Houston, you're going to add Arizona into the mix. We've got a Conference that's got Baylor and Arizona and Kansas and K-State and uh, um, Houston that I mentioned previously, right? You've got all of these great basketball brands all coming together. And so what is the way the Big 12 could capitalize off that the most? I began to think about it, like, what is the way they could do it? Um, so when you think about football, you know, SEC and Big 10 are the kings, but like, in interest, it is the SEC, right? Uh, because they are located in a lot of places. There's not many alternatives for college football. And so that's why SEC Nation, you know, the SEC Network exists, SEC Nation exists. Uh, and it's kind of this traveling roadshow every single week 
for SEC uh, football and they go all over the place in the conference and people show up and yeah, SEC games proper do get the uh, college game day, but SEC nation's a way to make sure there's always kind of that spotlight on one of the games fan base comes out for that. It's always really cool. Uh, and I was thinking, is there a way the big 12 could do that with basketball? And I think that there is, there are a couple snags, but here is why. Every single basketball fan base in this in this conference is is relatively passionate. I mean, I think about West Virginia, we know it's passionate. Iowa State, we know it's passionate. UCF is learning, but I think they're you know, they're slowly becoming there. Houston, we know is passionate. Texas Tech has become one of the best home environments, not just in the conference, the entire country. We all know about how much Kansas State cares. We all know about you know I think I mentioned Iowa State though to Cincinnati, obviously as a rich basketball tradition. Um, you know, Oklahoma state, I know it's down right now, but Gallagher Iba is a, you know, is a huge home court advantage. TCU is probably lacking just a bit, but they're starting to get there. Jamie Dixon's putting out not just quality teams, but like NCAA tournament run quality teams. They've had, they've had a couple snags in the tournament, but still like they are definitely good enough. Um, you know, I'm just kind of going through all these teams. Baylor, obviously we know smaller arena, right? But uh, they, they won a national championship as of late. So, you know, that it's, it's a place that cares. Kansas, obviously we know too. And so I do think about, hey, what would a traveling road show each week, not two hours, not three hours, but kind of a one hour or maybe even two hour and a half traveling road show look like for Big 12 basketball? Is it possible? Now you make sure you work out the schedule where it looks good. But like, I'm just thinking of every Saturday, what that would look like. And like this week, you've got Baylor and Texas, which yeah, Texas won't be in the league next year, but you know, it's Baylor's last trip, uh, trip on the road to play Texas, which would be clearly pretty interesting. Iowa State TCU is a top 25 game. BYU Texas Tech is a top 25 game. You know, they've got, they've got uh, that clear interest there. Go ahead to next Saturday, Kansas State and Iowa State. Now that game's on CBS. So you have to work out the networks too. That's one big part of this. We'll get to that in a second. Um, Kansas against Iowa State, clearly that you could do. K-State at Houston, you could do. Baylor at TCU, you could do, right? All of those games, that works. Just go to the next Saturday, right? Texas at TCU. Houston's at Kansas in, uh, let's see, what day is this? This is February 3rd. Iowa State's at Baylor, right? Let's just go ahead to the next Saturday. Uh, Iowa State, TCU round two. Houston's going to be at Cincinnati, right? Cincinnati looks a little bit battling. Baylor and Kansas is in a couple weeks. K-State at BYU. You all are getting the point here, right? Like these games are fantastic all the way down the line. And you're adding in Arizona too, adds more interest. And Colorado can have good seasons as well. And I think also the new additions of BYU and UCF, like those schools, they actually look pretty good this year. But, you know, still like they will adjust to life in the Big 12 as it goes along. Once again, so far, so good. I think we're going to see a couple of them at least hit that midseason slump just because it's hard not to in this conference. But who knows? They have great home environments. Maybe they'd rise to the occasion and, you know, look like a lot of the other mid to middle tier Big 12 schools. So, you know, the quality of schedules there, right? Some folks might say, well, Josh, no, we have to make sure we dot all of our I's and cross all of our T's. So make sure that, hey, we talk about it as one of the best conferences. What is the quality of matchup there? Well, we just went through that and there's plenty of quality in those matchups week in, week out right? Plenty of great settings that you can go to. And also part of those traveling road shows that are conference specific is, um, you know, it's part of that that makes it so great 
is the fact that they go to different venues. You know, Hilton Coliseum would be a great venue. Obviously, the Little Apple would be a great venue. You see, uh, you know, I think it's whatever the Bank Arena, the you know, uh, BYU's would be great. Cincinnati's would be great. It'd be cool. You know, UCF gets going. You can you can go there, and they're going right now. So I think that would be exciting if they were able to do that. The big question would be, where would you put this on television? Would this be an ESPN Plus deal? It could be. I think that'd be a worthwhile investment. Would this be a YouTube deal? It could just be something you put on on YouTube, though I doubt they would do that. Um, could this be a Fox deal? I think it could be that. Could this be a uh, you know ESPN deal? It could do, or maybe ESPN2 deal. I think it could be. Because the thing is, the, the, the big snag here is that there is no Big 12 network, right? There's no actual Big 12 network right now. And the ACC has a network. The Big 10 has a network. The SEC has a network. The only major conference remaining now that does not have a network proper is the Big 12. And once again, like a lot, it's because their content's pretty distributed. I mean, they have a lot of games on ESPN Plus and whatnot. But still, the point is here is that you need somewhere to put this. So maybe this is not a this contract thing. Maybe they can get it worked out with ESPN. Maybe they put it on ESPN Plus first. But I think the idea of this would be exciting. And if they were able to somehow pull off the addition of a Gonzaga or a UConn or both, this becomes much more, I think, easy to do. Like this is this just becomes a no-brainer. The thing is, man, if the SEC network has a show, you know, about basketball all the time, like, you know, they've got, you know, they've got their post-game shows about, you know, every single Tuesday and Wednesday night on Saturday. They, I think it's SEC now or whatever they call it after that. The Big 12 can find somewhere to do it. And maybe it is an ESPN2 deal. Maybe it is an ESPNU deal. I don't think that we're going to get a Big 12 network here, especially once the TV splits from Fox and ESPN together, both having Big 12 football and basketball rights. I don't think we're going to see them go with a network. Um, but I do think this is an interesting idea that I just had. I might kick it around. You know, does Big 12 basketball need its own college game day? I think it's something that we should, uh, should consider. You all let me know in the comment section what you guys think about this idea. Uh, what maybe it could look like, but I think it's something that we have to think about. All right. Uh, let's go with this weekend's slate of games. I have to go back because I'm so far ahead in the schedule what I just did. So let's go back. We do have another good, I mean, you know, every week is going to end up being a really good slate when you are in the big 12 uh, for basketball. But this week's big 12 slate, I uh, think about the big games, uh, let's see. Do, do, do. So this weekend kicks off with uh, 11 a.m. on ESPN. Baylor at Texas in the Moody Center. Baylor's three and one in the league, 14 and three overall. Nine, uh, ninth is the rank for them in the country. Oklahoma. Oh, sorry. Let me go to the next game. Uh, Texas, 12 and five, one and three. Guys, this is a game at Texas. They don't have to win this game, but like we're talking about, like, hey, man, how's your season going so far? It'd be really good for Texas to win this basketball game. Uh, they they are one and three. And the big thing for them is they've already lost a couple home games, right? I think right now in terms of uh, who is in, yeah, Joe Lenardi, I don't think has them uh, in right now, according, yeah, according to his bracketology. I'm not seeing, he's got AM, he's got Texas Tech, he's got North Texas in, not seeing the Longhorns. So he does think, you know, Texas needs to start getting things going if they want to, uh, you know, not have to make a late season charge. Look, late season charges are very possible in the Big 12. But if you look at their wins, there's nothing on the ledger right now for them, uh, you know, the wins over potential. They, they beat at Cincinnati. They won that game by uh, one. 
Now they played a bunch of close games, right? They lost by 11 to Texas tech. They lost by, uh, they beat Cincinnati by one. They lost by West Virginia to, to, to three, uh, UCF. They lost by six. Like they have played in a lot of close games, but they're not racking up good wins. So you need to start doing that. And this is a huge opportunity. They've got Baylor at Oklahoma at BYU, Houston, at TCU and West and, uh, and Iowa State. One, two, three, four, five, six straight games against ranked opponents coming. Uh, and this one's at home. You know, I think I mentioned those. Let's see. They've got once again, one, two, three, four, five, six, three on the road, three at home. You need to make the most of those home opportunities. This is a big one here before they have Red River coming up this coming week. So I think Texas will win this game. I think because they need that, there will be that desperation for them to win big home spot falling to one and four in conference. Once again, not impossible to pull yourself out. We saw Texas tech, you know, last year, they almost made the tournament with the start they had it's there. Uh, but I think they need this game. So I think they get it done. Oklahoma at Cincinnati. Cincinnati is two and two. Oklahoma is two and two as well. OU is 14 and three Cincinnati 13 and four. And once again, they're coming off a uh, you know big victory against TCU in overtime. They've got two top 20 wins. They won at BYU, and they beat TCU at home. Another home opportunity for them. Cincinnati looks like they're rounding into form. Oklahoma, still, I just think it's a well-rounded team. This can be a, this this feels like it's going to be a close game. This feels like it's absolutely going to be a close game. Uh, I would not be surprised if Cincinnati plays back-to-back overtime games. Iowa State back on the road once again against TCU at one o'clock. Uh, also UCF and Houston at one o'clock. Let's go a top 25 clash first, though. Iowa State's 24th in the country at 13 and four, as is TCU. Both have identical records at two and two in the league. Uh, TCU, you know, they just lost that really close game against, uh, I mentioned against Cincinnati in overtime Well, they rebound at home, uh, you know, at the Schulmeyer arena. Iowa State, the one thing they have to do, they just lost to BYU on the road is, let's see if Iowa State can be a better road team. The scoring for them has to be better on the road. If you look at them in games that were played, you know, away uh, from Hilton this year, they beat VCU 68-64, which was good neutral site, but they lost to Virginia Tech, and they lost to Texas A&M. They did beat DePaul on the road, but DePaul's not very good. Uh, and let's see, they lost to Oklahoma and they lost to BYU. So they have, uh, they have got, let's see, two wins away from home this year, but they've also got one, two, three, four losses. And all four of those losses are against good teams. Uh, VCU's decent, VCU's average, but you're getting the point here away from home. And as particularly on the road, they have not been great this year. They scored 63 at Oklahoma and they scored 72 at BYU. They also get up 87. That's not what we're used to seeing. So a bit more consistent on offense. The big key against TCU is, can you stop their athleticism and their playmakers? You need to be ready for that. You need to be prepared for that. And those guys made plays late in the game last week. We'll see if Iowa State can match that on the road. They did beat them on the road last year, if I remember correctly. Uh, this is a good one at 1 o'clock on ESPNU. UCF Houston, 1 o'clock on the plus. Uh, I, I expect a demolition job from Houston here. I mean, they, they looked really good in their last game. It's another home opportunity. UCF's probably feeling pretty confident, but it's going to be tough to win back to back like that. I think UCF's going to be a team where they win one, they lose one. If it's going to be, Hey, we win big games. We saw them last week, uh, look sluggish against BYU after the Kansas win. And that makes a lot of sense. So I think Houston wins big, but once again, both those teams, two and two in the league, a lot of two and two teams in this league, Kansas travels to West Virginia. Hey, 
West Virginia beat Texas. Could they pull off another one here? Would not bet on it, but they looked a lot better when they did beat the Longhorns. Uh, KU rolls to town there. Five o'clock on ESPN2, another top 25 battle. It's BYU and Texas Tech. Uh, Texas Tech lost their first game against Houston. BYU, I think they're capable of going on the road and winning this game, coming off a really nice offensive performance. Ken Spencer Johnson looked the way he did in that last game on the road against Texas Tech. It'll be a much much different environment. I'm sure Texas Tech is going to be very willing to welcome BYU to town, uh, rowdy fan base. And obviously, I think that's kind of one of those where it's like uh, we show them what the real Big 12 looks like if you are Texas Tech. So intrigued by that game. I, I always look to see how efficient is Pop Isaacs. Can he continue to – he's a really good player. He's going to be a good player. Is Pop Isaacs one of those guys who's going to end up being a 50 plus percent shooter when he's a junior, a senior, or is he one of those guys that, Hey, he might be able to find that efficiency earlier on in his career. Cause I know he's a good player now. I know he's going to be a good player later, but can he kind of realize the efficient metrics as a guy who's got the ball in his hands as much as he does? I like to watch that. Uh, and then Oklahoma state and K state, Oklahoma state has had a really tough time of it. K-State, Little Apple needs to be rocking. Oklahoma State needs to show something. 0-4 in the Big 12, last place. K-State looking to get to 14-4 after their huge OT win over the Baylor Bears. All right, that will do it for today's show. Make sure you follow me on Twitter slash X at NWPod365 at Josh Neighbors underscore. This is where you're going to get your Big 12 best bets coming. They're winning. They're winning in football. You need to be, I saw it the other day, 52.4% is what you, what makes you a winner uh, of your betting spreads. I was 54 in football right now, eight, four, and two. That's it's good. Better than that. So uh, we're good right now. We've been doing well with big 12 best bets. Follow us there at Josh neighbors, underscore at NW pod three sixty five. Uh, like the video, subscribe to the channel and leave those comments and questions for the mailbag next Wednesday. Let me know what you all think about the idea of a big 12 college game day for basketball every single week. And then also to, Find us wherever you get your podcast. Five stars in those places. All right, folks. Talk to you next.